0: Welcome to 49ers After Dark, that's the famous Jesse Naylor, I'm Grant Cohn, uh, happy to be here with Jesse, how you doing Jesse?
1: I'm doing fantastic Grant, the the famous Jesse Naylor, I think I'm with the famous Grant Cohn is the way that I look at it.
0: We're both famous, because we have YouTube channels, and that makes us somebody in this world.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Don't you really want to go to a high school where you didn't be like, hi, I have a YouTube channel, have you checked it out? It's something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, are you subscribed to Last Second Sports? Because oh. if not, loser. Oh!
0: Ah! Anyway, title of the show is What the Niners Need to Do to Win the Super Bowl. It's Frankly, they need to win four games in a row. They've won ten in a row. I think we're going to break down the, their path to the Super Bowl, if it's the easiest one in the league. I'm going to talk a little bit about Trey Lance as well, who I saw today with my own two eyes in the locker room.
1: Your own story. two eyes?
0: He was there. I saw him.
1: Was they he looked. walking? Was he in a boot? Was he on a scooter?
0: Scooter. 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 Yeah. Anyway, my question to you to start the show, Jesse, do the Niners have the easiest path to the Super Bowl of any team in the playoffs?
1: And you would almost automatically want to give it to a team that has a buy-in week one. But these seventh seeds are so bad. They are so bad that when you look at the path, you look at what would come up next, assuming everything goes chalk. The 49ers would play the Vikings, who I think most people assume or think they're complete frauds. And you would look at either Dallas or Tampa going to Philadelphia. I think that's a harder matchup for Philly. If you go to the AFC side, you know, they're going to have to play. Buffalo's going to have to play the Bengals. The Chargers are most likely the matchup for the Chiefs. I think those are much tougher matchups. Yeah, I do. I really think that the 49ers, it's set up very beautifully here for the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. I think... Of all the top teams in both conferences, I do think they have the easiest path.
0: It's hard to argue they have an easier path than Philadelphia. Philadelphia gets to gets a bye week and gets to stay at home. Okay. So that's good. I mean, that's helpful. Uh I don't who would they have to play?
1: Well, let's assume everything goes yeah. chalk. They're either gonna play Tampa or they're gonna play Dallas.
0: Okay, so it could be easier. Um, still, though, uh, I feel like I, they, they may— be And collapsing. then they
1: got to play the 49ers. That, I mean, that, <laughs> the 49ers are the true. team.
0: But the Niners have to play them, too. I mean, look, if the Niners end up going to Philly and losing, you could be like, well, Philly had the bye week, and they had the home field advantage, and maybe if the Niners had just beaten freaking Chicago uh, week one— they, or, or Denver week three, they wouldn't they would have played this game in Santa Clara. It is kind of crazy to think that, like, Dante Pettis is the reason the Niners are the two seed and not the three seed. Dante.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty crappy thing about. So you've got Chicago, you've got Denver, and you've got the Atlanta. Falcons game. Those, Those are the three, three that they're looking at going, if we could have just won one of these three that we should have. Just one. If they
0: don't make it to the Super Bowl, we're going to be talking about how, how the Niners didn't take care of business early in the season. That's the main reason. Because, I mean, they might be better than Philly. But Philly has two distinct advantages if that game happens, which kind of tilts the, the scales in their favor. Now maybe Home the Niners field. Is just better. And what Home else? field in a buy.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know if, but you know what though, I I don't know if a buy is an advantage because I think you can go either way. I think in a situation where you've got team, first of all, first of all, Jalen Hurts hadn't played for like three weeks. He had to play just to win that game. He looked absolutely rusty. Now you're going to give him another two weeks off? I don't know. He might come out and look rusty, and they might lose to Dallas. We might see Dallas or Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship. Like, that's entirely possible. If Philly lost in round two to Tampa or Dallas, I wouldn't be overly shocked. If the 49ers lost to the Vikings, I'd be beside myself. There's no way that should happen.
0: Could I make an argument as to why the bye week is good? Go ahead. It's, It's one week when no one gets hurt on your team. And I do think there's a reason why everyone wants a bye week. Now, I don't know if there's statistical evidence that says that having a bye week uh, gives you a better chance of winning that week. I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of anecdotal evidence of teams that were rusty coming off a bye still. Uh, I feel like the Niners' path, I don't know. I mean, it could have been easier. They could have been the one seed. They wanted to be the one seed. They tried. They played their guys. They didn't get it because of Dante Pettis week one. Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out of the uh, back in the end zone week 3 and just a thorough shellacking by the Falcons week whatever that was uh that was surprising to me. So yeah, I mean, look, it's easy in the sense that they're really good and it's the NFC. But so you can say they have the second easiest because in the AFC that's a tough gauntlet over there.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. there's four teams that are just brutal. Brutal matchups and even though the Chiefs have the bye, if they if let's say they have to play the chargers and then either the Bengals or the bills come on that's that's a really really tough path to get through and vice versa for those other teams so yeah i think that i don't know i guess i could see maybe philly having the easier path but i just look at it and say minnesota's a complete sham they're a fraud seattle is a 10 point dog i mean th- other than injury those Those games are like, okay, cool. We're going to walk through those and we're going to come to the NFC Championship.
0: Can we talk about Minnesota for a second before we write them off entirely? Because there's a high high chance the Niners face them next week. Yep. Okay. So I think it's hard to just write off Minnesota when the Niners made Jared Stidham and the Raiders look that good. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? And it's like Devontae Adams is great. Seeing him in person, oh, my God. He's so good. But yeah. Justin Jefferson is as good, as good, and yeah. Kirk Cousins is better than Stidham. So if the game, if the blueprint on the Niners is just chuck it deep uh, and and throw 50-50 balls against or Lenore with your best wide receiver, well, they, I mean, they can do that. So that's the only thing. Like, if the Niners are going to be playing shootouts, maybe the, the Vikings have won those games this year, right?
1: That's true. They have. That's true. So I
0: wouldn't wouldn't write out any, you know, any given Sunday. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Niners (laughs) are the best team in the NFC. They should handle this.
1: Um, Yeah, okay. Let me ask you this. What do you think? So if they're 10-point favorites this week, what would you put the betting line at next week? Five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, assuming they play Minnesota. I I would put it, I bet you it's probably at six and a half points is my guess.
0: That sounds about right. That sounds about right. I just can't get over what happened in Vegas. I was there. That's true. It was weird. I mean, that's the number one – I understand, like, the game didn't mean anything, but you're fighting for that one seed, and you're the number one defense, and you did – you give up 500 yards and 34 points to the Raiders? Pardon? I don't understand how that happens. And, like, yeah, last week was a great, like, uh, bounce-back game, but it was David Blau and Trace McSorley. Like, that Vegas thing is still very fresh in my mind. It didn't happen that long ago, and I'm curious to see, like, what's going to happen with Seattle on Saturday? I – Geno Smith is better than, than uh, freaking um, Jared Stidham. What's going to happen? I know last time the Niners faced Seattle, they did a great job of of putting Traverius Ward on DK most of the game, and that really was great. Uh, so that's – we know they're going to do that, but what is Seattle going to do differently? They've seen – everyone wants to go deep on the Niners right now. So the Seattle better is going to try to do that. You know they are. How's that going to go? Lock, lock is pretty good.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I think the thing with Minnesota, though, is that they – their defense is just atrocious. And so when you look at it, you say, okay, their offense is really good. I also look at that Raider game. It's interesting because we talked last week how last week or the week before when you have long winning streaks going into the playoffs, it doesn't bode well for for teams. We went back to 2000. There were six teams that had done it. Only one team had won the Super Bowl. That was the 2003 Patriots. However, in this scenario, the Raiders just weren't good enough to beat the 49ers. But that was basically a loss. Like, that's one of those games where you just came out flat. You probably should have lost. If if the Raiders were just a little bit better, it would have been a loss. And then you would have been like, okay, that's a, a loss that we had to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're not as good as we think. We got to tighten things up. I think they got the same outcome, but they are just so much better than these teams that they were able to still also get the win while feeling like they lost. And so I, I think that game in the long term actually gets them to batten down the hatches a little bit.
0: I feel it. Uh, Zach Rivero says, "Can you guys do a playoff bracket projection live?" No, no, we got way too much on deck no. for you, man. I can't do all that. Let's just <laughs> take it one day at a time. Let's take it. We don't even know if we're gonna be alive tomorrow. Let's take it one That's day at true. a time. All right. True. Mike Baker says, "Grant, will you wear a Niners jersey?" No. Will you for your post Super Bowl game grades if they win the Super Bowl? No. QC on the loose. Let's go, Niners. No, but I gotta sneak in my jerk my my jacket uh to the stadium if if they are in the super Grant,
1: Grant's just out here shattering yeah two for no. two and shattering dreams on super chats. Good job, Grant.
0: Sorry. Uh nice sweatshirt, Grant. Uh nice t-shirt, Jesse says Jose Julio Flores Campos. Thank you, Jose. I
1: thought you were wearing an Oregon sweatshirt when we first came on. I'm not gonna lie. I saw the big O off to the side. Cameron Brown says that Grant, what is that
0: insightful NFL analyst next to you? Who is that? insightful analyst next to you does he have a channel i could follow if so what are they called and how do i find them yeah, let's give uh, jesse a little promotion he runs <laughs> last second sports which is the best the best the best channel on youtube i would have to say number one if you don't follow it why what is your problem are you stupid whoa that, that's whoa that's my that's <laughs> my that's my pitch that's a, no, that's a good,
1: pro- hey, if you had yeah. an elevator pitch, that's a good one. That's You're it. right. I mean, we've basically ostracized our high school classmates, calling them stupid tonight. Um, you've already shattered two dreams in super chats. And now everybody in the chat that's not subscribed to my channel is also stupid. This is a great start, Grant. I like this.
0: I'm good. I, I'm a natural. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mr. 99 says, LOL. What if the Giants win Tampa or Dallas coming?
1: That's true. That that's a possibility. That's
0: that's true. All right, we got more topics. I got one. I got a question for you. What should Debo Samuel's role be? Because the offense was great with literally him not on the field, and now they have right. to find a way to integrate him in an efficient way. Which, how, how do they do that?
1: I mean, when I, I look at Debo Samuel, just as a pure pass catcher, I mean, what what is he, third, fourth option? I mean, realistically, just fourth. Pure, pure route runner, pure pass frankly,
0: catcher. Before, frankly, fifth. I'll take Jawan. Like, if you got to have it.
1: Yeah, it's Jawan. Okay. Third and
0: ten, Jawan. Red zone, Jawan. Okay. I mean, if you're banking on, well, he might catch the ball and then run for a bunch of yards after it. Then Debo, of course. But of course, of course. So third, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So so that right there is like okay, third fourth option whatever in the pure passing game, running game. That's where he really cut his chops last year. But yep, is he what third option in that scenario? I mean, you got Mitchell, yep. you got CMC. Probably him over Mason. I I would imagine is what they would want to do there. So you have to get creative and, and play to his strengths. I think his role has to be very 2019. I think a lot of screens, a lot of screen game, a lot of end arounds, just find a way to get the ball in his hands and find a way to get him on the perimeter again because you're not gonna you're not gonna get him the eight to ten touches. Like that's not who he has to be anymore. But in his five to seven touches or five or six touches, can you get him in favorable situations, favorable matchups where he's matched up with DBs and has to break those tackles, which he can do on a regular basis? That has to be his role. If he doesn't do that, I just don't find a way for him to get more than two or three touches a game. They have to be creative with Debo Samuel, use him almost, I hate to say it, That's but crazy, he's man. kind of a gadget player now. That's, That's what crazy. he is.
0: See, but what's the problem with that for me is that at least this season, Ray Ray's better at that. Like everything you just said, screens, end around, sweet. Like, yeah, Ray Ray's been more explosive than than Debo on that this year. So, um, I don't even like that. Like, they took Ray Ray out of that role in this last game and put Debo in it, and I thought it suffered. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, they got they, – they pay him too much money for them to just give up on him as a wide receiver and say, you're a gadget player. Here's a, three screens and two carries. Can they get him down the field at all? No one's expecting it. I mean, can you catch the ball, Debo? Like, what is the problem here? What are we afraid of? They gave him all this money, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's only like two things he can do. No, man. How about like some deep crossing routes? Or is it just at this, at this point, like it's a waste. You just might as well throw it to Ayuk. I, I don't get it, man. Can you get some big plays out of Debo, please? It's been, how many has he had this year? Two? Can we get yeah, some I big mean, plays? That's the, what they're paying the
1: Rams, for. The Rams, the, the Rams. first Rams game. And then he, he had, had a end around against on a yeah, run, right?
0: Yeah, the one touchdown against whatever. Yeah, like three plays. Yeah. I don't know. Uh you don't need to you don't need to play him at running back anymore. He just got hurt playing that position. You got four running backs. I mean, Ray Ray's a better gadget player than him right now. Like, dude, can you play wide receiver and get down the field? I don't know. It would be great. Cause Danny Gray's not doing it. Hey, you'll be the deep threat, Deba. Run fast.
1: Is his is his role to be a decoy? Is that his role now? In this playoff run?
0: I think so. I think that's probably the thing to do. I mean, he's not in football shape. He's gotten hurt. It's not, I mean, it's partially his fault, but it's also the fact that he's hurt. So if he's not going to get there this year, was he got like a month left to get into football? It's not going to happen. So he still draws 11 eyes when he goes in motion. So use all that and give him a few touches to keep him engaged. But really, frankly, Debo, you haven't earned it this year. And there's like four, there's like five. I mean, I mentioned Jawan, Ray, Ray, there's use check. There's a lot of guys who've been playing their asses off, who are in peak physical condition, uh, that earned it. So you got to be on the field, but maybe you got to be a. I had people call him decoy, Sam Samuel, in my
1: chat. decoy Samuel,
0: decoy. Sorry,
1: yeah, but, but see, and that's the thing is, I don't. I'm actually not looking at this as like a disrespectful thing. I just don't know what his role is yet. And maybe, maybe Shanahan has it defined. Maybe he's going to do something we're not expecting. But I don't think being a decoy. Is a bad thing. Now, long-term it is. You didn't pay him to be a decoy, but if he really can draw eyes and get everybody else open and you can motion him around and get creative with them, maybe get him a matchup with a linebacker every once in a while on a Texas route or a wheel route or something like that, Like I'm cool with that. As long as they win, I think long-term it does become an issue if that's all he is, but for this playoff run, if that's all he has to be, or he can bring that to the table to get other guys open, I don't necessarily look at that as like a, a slight or a bad thing for this team right now.
0: Last year, when he had that remarkable record setting year, I don't know if it was record setting, but it was it was great. Yeah, he he was doing more than running back and and screens. He had uh, he caught a lot of slants and digs, a lot of stuff over the middle, like short and intermediate, where he catch the ball and run and gain yards after the catch. Where is that now? The slants and the digs, they don't trust him on that anymore. It's like he dropped a, But he was dropping passes last year, too. I don't know what the deal is. But all of a sudden, when it's time to, to call those plays, it's Ayuk. Is Ayuk one? Jennings two. So, I, I don't know. Like, can you not? Because if you get the ball to Debo on that play, he's going to do a lot more after the catch than Ayuk or Jennings. It's just that, like, for some reason, Kyle doesn't trust him to catch the ball anymore or get open. I don't know what it is. But that's your guy. You're paying him. You can't just give up on those. Those are his home run plays. And what's crazy about this season for Debo is all of his catches are behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Really? he's fr- You gave him all this money. like You can't reduce his role like that. you got to get him down the field, I
1: think. I, I right. think CMC being here, and I also think Jimmy not being the quarterback, really hurts what he brings to the team because he had chemistry with Jimmy. He played with him for That's a true. couple of years. He has none of that built up with Purdy because he's been injured when Purdy played. He had none of that built up with Trey Lance. That's and true. so because of those things, it makes it really, really difficult to get involved in the offense.
0: Also, he was never in tip-top shape this year. He sat out the whole off-season. He came in what I what I what seemed to be five pounds overweight, and then never could really quite be healthy long enough to get into shape on the fly. He yeah, couldn't do it.
1: Which yeah, which was
0: kind of like two years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, and when you're injured, it's hard. It's hard to you're right. rehabbing. You're not getting in shape. You're rehabbing. True.
0: I'm not saying he dogged it. I mean, that's that's just sort of like what naturally happens when you hold out and get hurt. That's what happens. Sure. So next year, he could be there every step of the way, not get hurt, have a dominant season. Yes. Um, but that's not the Debo we're talking about right now. Yeah. We're talking about the Debo coming off an injury, trying to fit his way back into an offense that is frankly a juggernaut without him. Right. So right. Like, they could actually get themselves out of rhythm by forcing him. Seven touches, seven opportunities, seven plays. His way. like, mm. let's yeah. find something he's he does. Because my question right now is, what play, what route, what whatever concept w- does he do better than anyone else on the team right now? I can't, I don't know. Is it the sweep? Is it the, the screen? Like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, and so the burden's on him to show us what it is.
1: For sure, for you're right. And right now we're talking about a different Debo. If this was Debo last year, how oh my God, the year he was, the was in shape. Yeah,
0: He was the best option on everything. This yeah. year, it's not that way. And that's right. just the NFL for you. Right. Saul Goodman, man, I love your show, says, I think Seattle will start hot with trick plays and put two these scores in the first half and nothing after. And then Niners will dominate the rest of the game and win. I think that's a good strategy if you're an opponent. The Niners' yeah. defense has been kind of sleepy early on in a lot of games. You know, uh, Chargers, get them early.
1: Yeah, that's or true. Or get them not at all. Yeah.
0: Antonio says Jesse loved the optimism, but as a Niner fan, you should know Seahawks always play hard. Rating evens the matchup. Plus, Carroll playing mind games.
1: This is mind not games. this is not the same Seattle team. This is not a Seattle team with Russell Wilson. The Seattle team that we are seeing right now completely overachieved. That is credit to Pete Carroll. They should have been one of the worst teams in the league. You should have they should have had the pick that they that Denver had based off of their record. Mm-hmm. They've overachieved and that's again kudos to Carroll, but this team talent for talent is not on the 49ers level. This team is missing probably their two best defenders going into the season. They're out for the year. I just don't see a way that they stop the 49ers and I I get it they play in rain, they're used to rain, all those things. Brock Purdy can throw in the rain. One, he did it in college no issue Two cmc is the great equalizer i just i i can't see this game being close maybe that's being a homer but i really do not see it
0: i'm mr 99 says if we get upset i'm gonna be sick fire everyone lol oh my god can you imagine if we <laughs> lose this no. game to the seventh seed? deontay says debo got his money rather be a celebrity than jerry rice is he mm. even a celebrity is he he goes to warrior games sometimes and eats Mike and Ike's. But other than that, like, is he out and about on red carpets? I don't know. Abated Impala, what a name! Thank you so much. Josh Wyatt says Debo doesn't separate like he used to, and he never separated well to begin with. Watch the tape; it's not because of his hands. I drops passes too.
1: Damn! Sounds like a, a beginning of a love song. You don't separate the way you used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a 49 ers R and B song.
0: So far, that contract has been horrendous.
1: Horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So but, I mean,
0: he's got time to redeem himself.
1: Gammon Well They Brown. also, by the way, they also did it, I mean, there's a reason that they made it a short-term contract.
0: Dude, what is Gammon doing? Gammon's giving he's me hell out, of money.
1: outbidding Antonio is what it looks like.
0: Yeah, but it, that was Pesos.
1: That was pay, so That was five dollars. <laughs> that was five dollars. <laughs> what are you that was doing? was five dollars. Gammon, you outbid him by one hundred and twenty-five dollars.
0: <laughs> what do you do, Antonio? You man, Gammon. Thank you very much. I owe you. Do you want me to like PayPal you back this money? Because like, anyway, one hundred thirty is less besmirching figure. Sorry, rookie. Take this as an expensive lesson. Church is open. <laughs> past the plate. I mean, that is just the most amazing. Self-owned of all time, Gammon. I love you, but like, wow, you really had that coming on that one.
1: Gammon's the best, man. I <laughs> and and I like how he set up. Like, hey, does Jesse have a channel? He's like paid five dollars just to promote that I've got a channel. Like the nicest guy ever. And then and then he thinks somebody puts up one hundred and twenty nine US dollars. He's like, you know what, one thirty.
0: Gammon. Next time you're in town, let me know. I'll take you out for a burger and a drink. Yeah, this is a good way sure. to set up a, a meet and greet with me. Gammon, I owe you. Are you kidding me? $130, you got played. I don't know. <laughs> I, when I went to Mexico, I thought the conversion rate was 10 to 1. Turns out, 20 to 1. Oh, yep. my God. Who yep. knew? Mike Baker says, "At Jesse, we expect Grant to abuse us Niner fans. Can you say Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> told you. Hey, the Niners abuse Niner fans. I don't. Tommy says, Jesse, my guy making me feel better about the
1: game. That's right. You should.
0: Diego says, courtside Samuel. Give that money to Ayuk and JJ. Courtside Samuel. He is always That's courtside a- at the warrior games house of jello says real talk carol better than belichick um you know it's an interesting question like carol never had tom brady let's see what belichick does without brady so far i mean the whole matt patricia offensive coordinator thing is embarrassing yeah you'd have to say
1: he wasn't very good in cleveland either so all right i got another question for
0: you no i got a story from this this is just real quick but this happened today in the locker room and it killed me. All right, so <sighs> D'Amico Ryan's does his interview and then he's done, and then everyone scurries, the, uh, the press scurries from the interview room to the locker room, and I'm thinking, what's the point? We're only going to be there for a couple minutes before you know Brock Purdy comes back. So I go in there and there's a like he, not a heated argument, but like a animated argument going on between Brandon Ayuk and Diamond Leonard and Samuel Womack. And okay. all it is is Brandon Ayuk being like pointing at Diamador and Womack and being like, you're slow, you're slow, you've always been slow, you're always going to be slow. And like <laughs> D'Amador and Samuel Womack are like, Samuel Womack's like, I ran a 4-3. He's like, "I'm it's li- literally why I'm on the team, because I'm fast. <laughs> and it was yeah. like both of these corners were incredulous. Like, what are you talking? And f- they're both faster than Ayuk, like time-wise. Yeah. And I- Ayuk yeah. is just like, so – I was like, this is a really strange argument. And then I had to leave because Brock Purdy went to talk. So Brock Purdy talked, and then that was 10 minutes. And then Chris Forrester talked, and that was another 10 minutes. So I come back 20 minutes later. They're Chill. still arguing. <laughs> and I'm still like, you're slow. You've always been slow. It's like, wow. That is so childish, it. but at the same time, it's so hilarious. And I, I thought it was really funny. It's like, man, that's your teammate he's dealing with confidence issues right now. <laughs> Why are you doing this to him? I thought that was hilarious.
1: Let I'll, it go. I'll, man, Ayuk is, not slowly, he's, he's becoming one of my favorite players and it really started in the off season and his leadership and all these other things, the fight with Fred Warner. I just, I really, really love Brandon Ayuk. And it's funny that he's reenacting basically your show from two years ago when you were calling Richard Sherman slow. That's Sorry. what that situation was. I called him out. I was like, I got slow. Than you. You've always yeah. been slow. <laughs> I was like,
0: why do you care? And it was like it kept going. It's like, well, why don't we check the GPS? What's your fastest time ever? It was like a twenty one something. And they were yeah. like, like going on and on. And I was like, man, this is the dumbest yeah. argument of all I love time.
1: It. But it's entertaining. Yeah. But it's entertaining. I love it. That's that right there is is testosterone go race! flowing in the locker room. Yeah, go
0: race rooms. right now. You want to yeah. end the, the argument? Like, really going to argue about it for 20 yeah. minutes? Go no, race. No, we can't
1: pull a hamstring. we got a playoff game. Nope.
0: we got to yell about it. So, yeah. I, I loved... That's the best thing about being a guy, is like stupid arguments like that.
1: Uh Best absolutely. thing about being a guy. And absolutely. Have, so, besides that, I mean, that basically what I'm hearing is that Ayuk is just completely out of his shell. He is totally himself now, oh. and I love that. He's got complete freedom and autonomy just to be him.
0: And... and Keep in mind that was after practice, so something must have happened in practice. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, usually sure. it's 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 not one on ones; it's like scout team on, you know. But it kind of felt like they went one on one at some point, and something happened, and they needed to talk about it forever. After, now you probably
1: routed him up because that's what he does.
0: I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was hella funny. Like I felt like <laughs> it's the kind of argument we had as kids on the on the playground when you're eight. Who's faster? And I it wasn't it. just like, who's faster. He would just say, you're slow. It's like, like yeah. what do you mean he's slow? He literally ran a 4-4 at the, co- he's not slow. He's, he's, idiot, yeah. but, and he's actually faster than you. But anyway, I think yeah. that was, yeah, gotta I love Brandon. It. IU. he was so, he was so adamant about it. Swizzy, eighty. he's salty, man. Brandon is super salty. I, I don't know how to explain his personality very much, but he, um, yeah, he's salty. Swizzy 81 says, pretty is doing so well. Cause he played throughout high school and played four years in Iowa. Came to the NFL and didn't have to wait long to see the field again. Most rookie quarterbacks sit for a while. He is seasoned. That's why he looks so comfy. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, he has a crazy amount of experience for someone who's actually very young. And um, that's pretty rare. And also, he's a better athlete than I realized. Um, Arm isn't stronger than I thought, but he's a better athlete than I realized. And all that experience helps. For sure.
1: Yeah, I didn't know he
0: could run around like this.
1: Yeah, I think people look at 40 times GPS, kind of like what Ayuk said or whatever, but... Um, it's really the ten yard splits, and his ten yard split was right. I think it was the same as Christian McCaffrey's.
0: Crazy, and it really does yeah. show. Gamon Brown says, "Grant, I'd settle to have my book autographed by your dad. Gloves off, T B H. I love your dad's work, and would love to have a burger with him. He straight up turned me down.
1: He yeah, was like, he, hey, yeah. you know, could
0: I have your dad instead?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it.
0: Uh, I, I was like, Gamon, I'll take you out. He's like, Yeah, how about your dad? Hey, deal, deal, deal. Although I'll probably have to be there too because my dad would be like, I don't know that guy."
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, who are we going that to guy? see? No, I respect him. Yeah, from around the way. You Come know him, on, yeah, you
0: know. One of the, yeah, all right. Uh, let's say the Niners beat the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. And say the Niners pull off, not the upset, the, the, the expected, and they beat the Seahawks by what, 10? Is that the spread? Yeah. Would that qualify as Brock Purdy earning his playoff stripes? <sighs>
1: I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Is like, okay, I just, you know, I want to see him do it in the playoffs. And once he does it, then I'll feel comfortable. I just I don't think this is the game to to earn his stripes. Not on not on the surface. I'll say that. If they go out and they just do what they should do in this game and they win it going away, all right. We know that they should beat Seattle. Like this isn't the game for for us to go crazy and think that he's fully arrived. However, however, if the game gets interesting and it Mm -hmm. turns into a shootout, he absolutely can earn his stripes in this game. If if this game has to be won on his right arm, then he earns his stripes. I just don't think Seattle's good enough to do that. I don't think that they're good enough to put Purdy in these situations that are going to warrant him having to go and just play lone wolf and go win games. So, no, I don't think this is the game, ultimately, that he earns his playoff stripes. It'll come, but I just don't think this is the one.
0: Yeah, if they uh win this game, you know, running the ball, uh even just beating Seattle again in a playoff game doesn't necessarily mean that Brock Purdy is the franchise quarterback of the 49ers. I mean, frankly, it's expected even though he's a rookie. And if they lose this if they lose this game, doors wide open for Trey Lance, hell, even Jimmy Garoppolo to I say, say hey, you know. I I know, right? I know, right? I know. But you know I'm right.
1: If yeah, he loses his
0: game, there's going to be a large segment of certain 49er fans being like, oh, 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 oh right? In that voice. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There is a group of Jimmy fans that are holding Jimmy on to that. Jimmy, Jimmy brought us to a Super Bowl, brought us to an NFC championship. So if Brock doesn't bringer. get him at least that far, then it's like, well, I'm telling you, I mean, we can't do it without
0: Jimmy. Jimmy. Right. That's right. So,
1: so uh, he yeah, can nah. lose his stripes, I guess.
0: No, nah, frankly, if this game is even close, people are gonna be like <laughs> what like there this is supposed to be another thirty eight to ten victory thirty eight to fourteen, maybe seventeen if they get to twenty, people are gonna be like, what
1: seriously i hope I hope that Purdy that they blow Seattle out, Purdy has eight attempts, and then. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody that he is arrived. That's what I hope happens. <laughs>
0: it'll be, it'll, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, it's going to be the first time he faces a team for the second time. Pete Carroll is legit. Um, but maybe Purdy is too. Maybe the Niners are too. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I want to see. Because to it, me, it seems Pete like. Carroll's legit. He is legit. And I feel the like team, this is the a defense matchup. Is not.
1: The players are not.
0: Diggs is. Um, what was his Wollin. name, Tariq Woolen? He is. Nwosu is. I mean, their run defense isn't, but um, still. And again, I'm not picking the Seahawks to win. I just feel yeah. like of all the seven seeds you can face, this is probably the toughest, best coached, most overachieving one. Like Green Bay, pff, what a bunch of losers they are, and they proved yeah. it at home against the Lions. Thank you very yeah. much. The yeah. Lions to me are like the Seahawks, but not. They're very like they're they like the Seahawks a uh, tough well coached team with a good story at quarterback.
1: Lions would have been fun. Lions would have been a really at least at least it would have been something different. It's of course I'm excited cuz it's the playoffs, but I just so fully expect them to win that I don't know. I guess I guess I guess the playoff excitement in at least me is not fully there yet cuz it's like okay, they're going to blow them out. Now next week, hopefully, like it'll arrive and it'll feel like the playoffs. I just feel like this, like, eh, it's Seattle, like, whatever. They're gonna, they're gonna smash them. <laughs> like
0: you're a seven seed, you're not a playoff team. Like,
1: yeah, that's how I participa- feel.
0: You got the participation trophy.
1: Like Are Buffalo kidding? has to play Miami without Tua. I'm like, oh, that is that is the most worthless playoff game that we're gonna watch this whole weekend.
0: If you think about it, like four years ago, the Niners would have had a bye, bye. week. But yeah. no, they have to play because the the NFL wants to get a participation trophy team in the dance, and so okay, like so now that all right, so see the nice take care of business. Yeah, rich Richard G. Personal Touch says so. I don't know if it's true, but apparently we play in Philly next year. Uh, would is it, oh, it's true. Would you mm-hmm. guys be in attendance? And if so, would there be a chance of a meet and greet? Would love to meet you all. I will be in attendance. And we could probably work something out since you just paid me $10. So let's talk
1: about it. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to buy Grant's love. Now, he'll still berate you, but he'll also give you love.
0: Yeah, I'm an asshole. I mean, meet <laughs> me at your own risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jesse still hasn't met me in person because he knows it could go very wrong. Yeah, and that's
1: would, really yeah. what it is. It's like when you when you just hold somebody, <laughs> hold somebody up that's on a pedestal it is. and you're like, that's what it gosh, is. I really hope they don't disappoint. I'm just worried but he's going to disappoint. That's what I do. That's, really what, that's, that's what I, I, I do. do. Diego's.
0: Diego says first team Purdy uh, has faced twice. They've adjusted.
1: Maybe he's adjusted too, though. I, here's the thing is I, I fully agree with that statement. I think they've adjusted. I think Pete Carroll will do everything he can to try to make this tough on Purdy. The problem is you also have to have the players to do it. And when you're without arguably... At the very least, two of their top four defenders in this game, they just they don't have the players to get it done. No. You can have no. a great scheme, but you, they don't have the player. If if Diggs no. got an interception this week, I'd be like, okay, I kind of you know I could see that happening. Outside of that, like who dropped one
0: on Thursday night, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah,
1: yeah. he he did, and so did. and and he roams around. He can disguise things. I could see a scenario where that might happen. But Woolen is is good, but all you have to do is just stay away from Woolen. Exactly, you know? and they that's did. It. They want that's what they're going to do. I just I don't see it. I just don't see it.
0: No, me neither. I don't see it either. Um, it's just the game that we're talking about this week. Gregory yeah, Young says, sure. "Loved how Pete Caro immediately said the Niners' identity, and I always uh, is and always has been the defense. Should be a good game.
1: Who oh, is it though?
0: We're going to talk about that. LOL. Gammon says, "Hand talk." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, that's hilarious. Uh, all, all timer around town collective says considering Purdy's situation, how do you feel he does during press interviews? Always enjoy watching you two great content guys. I think he's just phenomenal in interviews. I think he does a great job. He if if you give him a good question, he rises to the occasion every time. That yeah, being said, I, Trey was really good too. Trey just wasn't answering questions in like about after games that mattered. He was answering questions in training camp and stuff like that. But Brock's great. I I
1: think what I like about both of them is they can recall things that happened in the game, like photographic memory style. You know, when I remember when Trey, it was, I think it was after the second game, the Texans game. it's like, yeah, what happened on that pick in the first quarter or whatever? He's like, well, you know, I thought it was cover two and then they rolled this way and you know, I saw this and it's like, he just broke the whole thing down. I was like, okay, that's cool. And you took blame. I love that. And Purdy's the same. What Purdy? Purdy is similar, um, but he does it in a little bit of a different style. Where he just heaps all the praise on everybody around. I'm like, oh, yeah. gee, golly, it's not me, and I'm just here to be a point guard and get in their hand. I I love that about him. I I really do. I love that about Purdy.
0: You know, it's funny. I don't. Uh, I normally just pay attention to you and like the the co-host and the super chats. But every once in a while, I look at the comments, and it's hilarious because it's like the meanest hecklers of all time. And I just – I really love – because it's like a bunch of people that don't ever give super chats and really would never – really don't like me at all or or you. And they just say the meanest shit constantly. I think it's freaking hilarious. So
1: shout out to the people uh, in the chat. I got – okay, so this is – what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say – so – I don't when I'm on other shows I usually will look at the comments. I don't on yours cuz it's just too much to keep up with. Um but like a channel that's smaller like mine, I I read pretty much almost all the comments and I try to put a ton up on screen. I don't get it as much, but here it's like it's buried. I'm sure if I went back there's a ton of trash talking. I don't mind it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you hate somebody, hate watching them is lining their pockets. So the way I look that. at it
0: is like the way wh- as you get bigger and you get more subscribers, you get more people that don't like you or, or yeah. whatever. You just, get the, you just get the whole gamut. And it's just you always get the whole spectrum of people. But as you get more followers, it's just more in each category. And of some course. people want to be stand out. So they're a little louder about it or a little unique about it. And you yeah. can't, and it's, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. You got to love it. You got to take it in stride. Rooster Man says, do we know if it's going to be a wet game? like or closely similar to the bears game or if so, will pretty be the factor from what I understand it's going to rain before, but not so much during it. So it might be more about like a wet field um, than a, than like a wet ball is what I'm hearing. I, I
1: think from two, my... th- I think three things to factor in. If it's a heavy rain game, let's say it's, it's like Chicago three factors, actually four one, they've played in it already. So they've got that preparation. I know it was a while, a while ago, but they played in it. Um, Two, this is much later in the season, so you've kind of worked out the kinks of who you are. It's not week one where you're trying to figure out who you are, especially with the new quarterback and all the things that were going on. And three, they've got two major weapons that have that are on this team now that weren't there in week one. CMC, George Kittle. So you get those things going, and uh, I think that the 49 will be just fine.
0: Um, Richard says if you don't have haters, you aren't doing it right. That is true. Keith Murphy says, as you get bigger, you get more subscribers here. I'm sending you $199 and $5 chats. You get $100. Grant Balling. All right, (laughs) I got it. This is an interesting topic. Uh, I think it's not really relevant to the season, but it's on everyone's mind. What to do with Trey Lance? Mm. Do you stash him as the backup on this team? Or does his trade value drop the longer he sits? If the Niners decide that Brock Purdy is the one for them, does it make sense to keep Trey Lance just in case as a high-level backup, or does it hurt them to keep him on the bench not playing indefinitely? What do you think?
1: I mean, just to answer the question, I think 100% the longer he sets, the trade value drops. I mean, the fact, the, the way that his Agreed. two seasons have already played out, it's yeah. dropped significantly. The talk going into this offseason was if he was in this last year's draft, he would have been the number one player off the draft. And I I agree. I think we all agreed with that. Mm -hmm. However, now we go into this draft, there's two possibly three high coveted quarterbacks that are coming out and he's now gotten injured. And so if he's sitting next year and it's not because there's a veteran there and it's because there's a quarterback who, came in the league a year after him was the last pick in the draft and took his starting job, where's the value at? I mean, there's almost no value there. So if that is the case, I think you would have to keep him as the backup because, as we know, quarterbacks do get injured in this system. They've been down to their fourth quarterback or third quarterback, I think, four years since Shanahan has been here, and it almost happened again last year. So, yeah, I think just having both quarterbacks is probably a lot more valuable then whatever pick that you would get for him at the trade deadline next year or whatever that looks like. So I think I think yes, the obvious answer is the longer he sits, the more that value goes down.
0: So here's my problem, and I against originally was against trading Lance, but it seems to me that if the Niners decide Brock's their guy and they haven't decided that yet, he there's the whole playoffs to have to go. But let's say he wins the Super Bowl, and he's freaking Kurt Warner, and he's great. And they're like, you know what? We didn't see it coming, but he's our guy. Trey, you might be someone else's guy, but you're not ours. What you are now is our backup. You could get a backup quarterback for cheaper. And if that's all his value is to you, then you can start, like, is he worth more to you in a trade? And my question is, if you trade him this year with two years left on his rookie deal before the fifth-year option, is he worth more than if you sit him for another year? Yes. And then try to – so that's what I'm saying. Like if you traded him this year, you might get a second and then a conditional pick that could be a first in the the future. If you don't and you make him a backup for another year and you trade him the year after that with one year left on his deal, like he's getting very little for him. Yeah. And if, if you're just concerned about having a backup, like, dude, you could trade him and draft another quarterback who's a backup or sign a guy who's a backup. I don't know. I just feel like if you feel super confident in Brock, it not only would it be the right thing to do for Trey, it'd probably be the right thing to do for your franchises just to salvage it. That being said, you know the Niners won't do that. They're not going to trade Trey. Let me make that real clear. They're not going to trade Trey Lance. They're not the kind of team that sells low or admits a mistake. I mean, look what they did with Jimmy Garoppolo for forever. So they're not going to do it. But I think it's worth... Talking about, uh, if Brock's the guy, what are we really doing with Trey? What are we really I, doing here? He's the, he's the backup? The thing. Okay. I,
1: I think, okay, obviously it's better for Trey if he's going to be the backup that they trade him. I, I get that. I think it's also, I think it's better for the franchise if they keep him. And here's why. Let's say you trade him for a second. He goes to the whoever, the Saints, the Colts, something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Oh shit. He is going yeah. to be a top 10 quarterback. He's everything sure. that you thought he was going to be coming out of the draft. Maybe Purdy doesn't play great. Like that there is that scenario that could happen, right? Like mm-hmm. let's say Purdy doesn't play all that great, the books out on him. Um, yeah. you know, he has an off year. Okay. So, how do you really look because you wasted all these picks on him, then mm-hmm. you traded him for pennies on the dollar, and he's exactly who you thought he was. You just got impatient. And the guy that you kept isn't Didn't, what you thought yeah. he is. Now, yeah. how bad does it look? I, I just and that's
0: that's right there why they won't trade him.
1: Worst right case there. scenario, it's, it's not going to work. they're not
0: going to trade him. They're not because yeah. that could happen right there. But it's like yeah. if you have the conviction of like you know we're sold on Brock, then okay, then then make a move because if you need to see more and you keep sitting on the fence, then and you finally decide that Brock's your guy next year, and then you decide to trade Trey, well, well. You just miss. You just uh, lost uh, value, but maybe, maybe whatever value you lose from that year, maybe it's worth it to just gain more evidence. Maybe it's you know okay he goes from getting you know a second and a first to a second and a third, but at least we gave ourselves another year to really know for sure that Brock was our guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's worth it. Like you're call it paying for confirmation. You can can look at that way
1: yeah and i think that's a fair thing to do i mean again is it the right thing to do for trey no but unfortunately this is a business you do own his rights it's true and you're paying him the money to be on your roster so i i don't think there's any harm in saying okay it's great regardless of how these playoffs go let's say you know Purdy balls out they win the super bowl um maybe you do want to see it for another season i mean there's Players have it's done fair. this before. Again, we've Nick talked Foles. about the Nick Foles. We've talked about the Flacco. I'm not saying it would be that, but it could be. So why not at least, hey, we've we've got the guy here or a guy that we thought was the guy. Maybe he's not. We think it's Purdy, but we're also not sure. Maybe the book's out on him next year. I don't know. We want it. We just want to see it for another year. Go out and prove it. We're going to give you the keys. As long as you can continue to do it, then Trey's out of here, whatever. But I, I think that that's totally fair to do as an organization.
0: Yeah, and you know it's interesting. If as long as you keep Trey here, it keeps the pressure on Brock. You're not yeah. you're not the starter. I mean, you're the starter yeah. today. As long as you keep it going, like you, you're that pitcher in the game who's throwing a perfect game, so we can't take you out. Yeah, but we we never thought you'd be throwing a perfect game. So keep going, keep going. But yeah. at a certain point, we're, we're sort of expecting this to all come back to earth, maybe. So yeah, I mean, keeping Trey there sends the message to Brock, like, you know, we're not anointing you you, uh, you got to keep doing what you're doing. Maybe maybe it brings out the best in both of them. Maybe it does. Maybe this is well, a good dynamic.
1: For sure. I, I think it definitely could. But also, let's look at how this organization handled trade. Did they make it easy on Trey? I mean, sure, everybody's like, well, he was just given the job. He never earned it. It's like, well, yeah, but even when they gave him the job, they still brought back the guy that everybody wanted to play. So did they True. really fully give it to him? No. So why mm. why would you then in turn... Make it easy for the next guy. That's the what they've shown. That's how they handle quarterbacks. And quite frankly, I think Jimmy probably could have benefited, benefited from being pushed and not being given the job the way he was. So, yeah, I think it does bring the best out. And I think for Brock Purdy, who's on this inexpensive contract, yes, he plays well, wins the Super Bowl, whatever. I think that it's totally fair to have somebody behind him that he knows that they like and is like, well, I got to continue to earn it every week. I mean, I'm still Mr. Irrelevant. I think having that mentality brings the best out of him. I I just, I don't think that there's anything wrong in doing that.
0: Well, it's working so far. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about. And again, uh, if Brock Purdy loses this week, then you're not anointing him the franchise quarterback and trading Trey Lance. And all of a sudden you're thinking about maybe, maybe the whole Brock Purdy thing was a mirage. Maybe Trey Lance is the guy going forward. Uh, who knows? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Anthony Cook says, "What game was worst conditions? 19 DC or 22 Chicago?" I wasn't there in DC at 19. I know. I think it was that game because the the Chicago one was actually okay for a few quarters until the end.
1: Yeah. Keith Murphy oh, says, "Okay, here's oh. here's a question though too. Let's let's flip it. Let's say let's say the opposite happens. They don't win the Super Bowl. They lose. They get beat by Seattle. Like worst case scenario. But Purdy still looks good." They lose off of something fluky, but Purdy looks fine. They decide next year that Trey's the guy. Do you trade Purdy? I think the answer to that's probably no, right? No. No. I wouldn't trade Purdy. So I think I think I think it's I think it's But again, well well, Purdy's different though.
0: Purdy's different. Purdy is cheap and you have three years of contractual control. Like Trey's getting up against it. Like you gotta make a decision. He's got two years left, and if you don't trade him then, he got one year left. So you got to make. You just have to make a decision. What do you want to do with Trey? Is do you, are, are you are you not sold with Brock, and do you want to keep Trey because you're hedging your bets? If so, fine. If you're sold with Brock, what are you keeping Trey for? To be a, just because you you want a good backup, you can get a good backup. What you need is that first round pick conditional that you might be able to get from Trey now that you won't get in a year. So the Niners have to decide what they want to do and how they feel about Brock.
1: It it is different to a certain extent. I mean. It's not as cheap, but you always have the fifth year option with Trey, but let's say that's
0: super expensive.
1: Damn. It, it is, but it's not, it's also not, it's still not like top five quarter. It's not top three quarterback money or whatever it is. It's not, you're not paying him 50 million a year. No, you're paying so, him 20. So, okay. So either way you have two years versus three years, but it's all about assets. If you really think like, listen, Kyle Shanahan made Brock Purdy look amazing. We don't give a crap. Like, Trey's our guy. It was a cool little story, but still Mr. Irrelevant. We just turned a seventh round pick into a second or a first, late first round pick. I mean, you're not, you're not, cons- if, if Trey is your guy and it's always been that way, I mean, w- we could have the conversation but, but the other way. Kyle hasn't had this kind Sassan of success
0: nine. with other quarterbacks. He's I, never, agree. He, he's I agree. I agree. He's had a success with like Matt Ryan and Purdy. And yeah.
1: I agree. So I'm just, I don't I'm just saying. just Yeah. It's, it's funny because everybody's willing to have the conversation about Trey. It's like, well, if, if, if Purdy's the guy, we're willing to have the conversation about trading Trey. But if the organization still thinks that Trey's the guy and it's not Purdy, then why is nobody willing to have the conversation the other way? I just find that an interesting dynamic. It doesn't matter what we think. They may think that Trey is still the guy. And I'm not saying they do. But there is that world that is out there where it's like, listen, we still want Trey Lance to be our guy. We invested all this in him. We really believe in him. None of this matters. We think that Kyle is making Purdy look like that's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a high likelihood, but if that exists, why can't we have the conversation the other way? Especially if you're flipping us the last pick in the draft for a second rounder.
0: Because he's a quarterback who's under control for the next three years at like 900 K a year and he's undefeated, and he has the highest quarterback rating in the league. Like, why would you Why trade you? But I'm him?
1: saying if he loses to Seattle is the scenario that I'm throwing well, out. I there. mean, he if he to loses to Seattle.
0: Seattle and he yeah. throws five picks, then absolutely. But at that right. point, his, his uh, trade value goes down. So it's, you know, wouldn't be there. Keith Murphy says, agree, Jesse. Next year uh, is Caleb Williams' year, so Lance wouldn't go over him. I, 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 yeah, I mean, if any team's going to trade, like, something no, valuable no, he's not for going, Lance— they can yeah. be like, do I trade for a second-round pick for Trey Lance, who hasn't played in four years, or just spend a second-round pick on this quarterback from Fresno, Texas? State Eastern, University. Western? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, at a certain point, like, he, the Niners have turned Trey Lance into Jordan Love, and it sucks and it's not his fault, but it's what they did. And uh, the longer they keep him on the bench, the more he becomes Jordan Love. Does Trey uh, – hold on. <laughs> Why do the Niners struggle in the, in the rain? Rain's an SF. Do they?
1: Do they? I mean, I guess technically if you look at it, they lost to Chicago. They lost to Baltimore. They barely beat Washington. They lost to the Colts. Yeah, I mean, historically, but that's, again, that's all pre-CMC.
0: And they've uh, been practicing in it for the last few weeks, so they should be all right. R- yeah. Ronald Satan says, Watch your video from preseason helping the Niners fix Trey Lance's footwork to see what you said about BP on the over-the-mat drill of all three quarterbacks. Okay got you
1: yeah what do you say
0: <laughs> that that pretty has good uh, footwork gamut brown says that yeah. jesse what were the immediate and long-term effects mentally after you made national headlines on trent williams telling run pass plays uh,
1: literally nothing it was it's a pen tweet i thought it was funny um yeah nothing no, nothing changed <laughs> nothing changes when you go viral i promise
0: Brock Purdy's ball says, Love the channel, Grant. Maybe put a limiter on your mic. You like to yell it. It makes my wife mad. I don't like, I don't do earbuds. Go Niners. You have a great <laughs> microphone. I'm going to buy the one that he has. I just haven't gotten around to it yet because I'm living minute by minute and I'm just grinding. It's hard, but I'm going to do it. It's freaking playoffs. No excuses. He's a grinder. People grinding. Lucas says, Jesse hit the nail on the head. If Lance is good on any other team and Brock flops, everyone is fired. Right. And maybe that's reason enough to keep this going, but yeah. we'll see what happens in the playoffs kyler v says i might have to work on my jersey investment skills i have a trey lance and james wiseman jersey and who the hell knows how they'll turn out damn kyler
1: yeah just word of advice here i i went crazy and of course like i i have a ton of signatures i love to collect them when kaepernick was the guy i got the signature when jimmy was a guy i almost got the signature didn't do it you know lance i almost got it just be patient. Wait it out a couple of years before you like go get the Jersey and know that they're the long-term guy. Cause buying it early, it's like, it's a crap shoot, man. It really is.
0: Jason says, should they start trade next year when he's a hundred percent? But if he struggles, there will be, they should start trade next year when he's a hundred percent. But if he struggles, there will definitely be a quarterback controversy.
1: I just have a quarterback competition, man. Like F all else, F all else. Both of these guys are 23 years old. They're both on rookie contracts. You drafted both of them. You believed everything you had in Trey Lance and you made up, went and got him and, and traded all those picks for him. You've seen Brock Purdy. You've, you've got to believe in what you're seeing from him. What? Who does it hurt to have a quarterback competition? I think, it, Potentially I think both that is the way to do because it. Because
0: you, you cut their, their snaps in half in training camp. Potentially both of them. And it's like, you really telling me that if Trey Lance completes 67% of his throws in, in camp and Brock Purdy completes 65 that you're going with Trey Lance, uh, given what Brock Purdy did in playoff games, potentially? I mean, we don't know what he's done yet, but it just seems like... it's. I don't see how Trey Lance can compete. It's not his fault. But there's nothing he can do in a practice that outweighs what what this dude has accomplished in the NFL so far.
1: I think... Not his fault. I think either way... Even if you have a perceived, even even if it's not a real competition, but you perceive it to be, I think you can push both of these guys to get the best out of them. I really do. Is
0: am I wrong to say that coaches don't want quarterback controversies or quarterback competitions at all? They don't want them. They don't want them. They don't want people like me saying, "Hey, uh, so there was a quarterback competition today at camp. Here's how I here's how I saw the winner. Here's who was better today." They want to be in control of the narrative. They don't want that. This is what we're doing this year. We, we believe in it. We're going to let... I, who was the last team that had a quarterback competition?
1: Can I, can I say this? I, it's funny, and we're going to have this conversation all off season too. And I, <laughs> I hate that we even have to have it now, but we're going to have this conversation all off season. At the end of the day, none of what we say matters. None of it. Because it's what Kyle Shanahan thinks. And again, I'm not... I'm not trying to say that Kyle should think like this, but would anybody be absolutely shocked if Kyle thinks that he's making Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, and has that ego about him? Would he would that be a shock? Could make Trey
0: Lance Brock Purdy.
1: What? That's true, but maybe he thinks Trey Lance couldn't make C.J. Beathard
0: Brock Purdy. He couldn't make Nick Mullins Brock. He couldn't make Jimmy Garoppolo Brock Purdy. What's Regar- happening with the offense right. right now is different, and maybe it's not sustainable. But they got to find out why this is so different.
1: Maybe he I thinks mean, it's CMC. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm just, maybe all I'm saying is I wouldn't put anything past Kyle. Right. And so basically at the end of the day, it's whatever Kyle Shanahan wants and what he thinks. No, it's not whatever Kyle Shanahan
0: wants. It's also the
1: locker room. I mean, they would have wanted Jimmy. Jimmy wasn't here. Jimmy wasn't the starter this year.
0: Jimmy wasn't in training camp. Jimmy was hanging around, not on the team.
1: Because of their choice. They wanted Jimmy to be here. The, the, if yeah, we and, they the football, and they celebrated,
0: and they celebrated when Jimmy came back.
1: They did. There
0: wasn't a choice in training camp. Jimmy wasn't on the field. If I there agree. had been a choice, Jimmy would have won because the locker room wanted him. And Kyle has not been willing to overrule his locker room. That's why Trey didn't play as a rookie. That's why they didn't have a two quarterback system. He wanted one. They were yep. like, no, Kyle. And that's a, that's an issue here. Is that Brock is clearly winning over Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, everyone. To no fault of Trey's. This is happening in front of our eyes. And so really Trey's best opportunity right now is if and when Brock gets hurt. Just come in and show what you are. But I don't see how they just make Trey the starter next year, man. That's no, t- unless no, no, no. Brock freaking blows it in the co- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in in playoffs. And right. I know you it, say have, have a competition. I just feel like coaches don't want him. They don't want to have them in an ideal world. You do it. You have two a day in the eighties. You have freaking practice all day. You could have as many reps as, you, reps as you want. Now reps are at a premium and now you're cutting them in half for your eventual starter. I mean, the Niners are slow starters anyway. Their offense is terrible until November anyway. Now you're saying your starter's only going to get half the reps. I can see Kyle being a little uneasy about that.
1: By the if way, I would... predict
0: I'm saying there won't be a quarterback competition next year. I'm predicting it right now.
1: By the way, I would go the other way on this. If Brock Purdy comes out and flops and throws five interceptions, I still want a quarterback competition instead of just crowning Trey as well. Like this goes both ways. I don't, I want to be clear. Like I'm not trying to like insert what I think into this. I'm trying to remove what everybody thinks about this situation because ultimately Kyle Shanahan has his thoughts and he's going to make that decision. Now, mm-hmm. is he going to factor in what the locker says? Sure. Is it, all those things come into play? But ultimately. At the end of the day, he's going to decide whether there's a competition, whether he's starting Trey, whether he's starting Brock, and we're going to talk about it at nauseum. But Hmm. none of this, none of what we think, actually matters. Like that's just the reality of the situation.
0: It's going to be a very difficult situation. Maybe Kyle Shanahan does do a a competition just to be fair and say, you know what, I don't want to pick sides, and I just see, unless something drastic happens, Brock's going to start week one, and he's going to keep starting. Uh, until he gets hurt, unless, yeah. or, or, or unless he falls apart. That's the way I see it.
1: Yeah, so and it may, They, they can may, do what they want. The they can have
0: a quarterback competition, but I just don't see how Trey wins it. I don't see how he does. And know. it's not his fault, because it's really not a fair competition. This dude's playing now in games mm-hmm. that matter, and killing it. Adam says, so bummed for Lance, I want to win this year, but I also want Lance to get a freaking shot at it. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Gamon Brown says that, Grant, don't put a limiter on your mic or show. <laughs> Abu Marcos you're basically says,
1: funding the show at this point, Gammon. So whatever you. you say goes. Uh,
0: Issue is Brock doesn't have to build to the last uh, to last an entire season. Our Super Bowl window is open for the next two years, maybe three. Have multiple great quarterbacks. Sure. I'm he's just say, 90- basically
1: saying he's small. I get it. Like he's already been hurt. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario where he gets hurt again. Yeah. Have a, have a
0: says I think Kyle would still move to Trey even if Purdy won a Super Bowl. Hear me out. Kyle's got to take credit. You know, it was my offense, not Purdy. Wow, I don't think Kyle's that bold. I don't think he is. I
1: I could see here. Here's what I will say, Grant. I could see a genuine discussion from Kyle if they don't win a Super Bowl, even if they get to an NFC Championship because they moved off of Jimmy after a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship appearance. They drafted Trey because they didn't want they didn't want Jimmy's skill set, and I'm not saying that Purdy's skill set is the same, but they wanted that dynamic, big arm, big bodied quarterback. That's what he coveted. That's what he wanted. He talked about Josh Allen. He talked about using Trey the way that he did Josh Allen. If they get to just an NFC championship again, I could see a scenario where he's like, yeah, Brock's cool, but he's still not what I want. He's not what I would have drafted or if I'm building a quarterback, he's not who I want. We've made it to an NFC Championship. We've made it to a Super Bowl. This is no different. How I'm going with the guy that I took. How be, though?
0: If you're scoring 33 points per game and you're <clears> like, that's not my style of scoring if 33 points per game. If you lose an NFC game,
1: Championship. Why'd you lose? I don't know. I'm so just saying. You there. didn't make it.
0: If they lose because they, if they lose 37-34, is it Brock's fault? We are not. We don't know.
1: Yeah. but You're right. I mean... You're right. There's multiple ways to lose a game. We we could see how it goes, but there is a scenario where it's like we've done. But This is the third time we've done this. We were move will, willing to move off the other guy. Why would we not be willing to move off this guy? If we spent everything to go get Trey Lance, the player that I wanted, it's not like we pushed over and got the ring. So what are we doing here? Are we going to continue to flop and make did it? He to a want, did he want Trey
0: Lance or did he want Mac Jones? And he traded up for him and was told we're not allowed to take Mac Jones with the third pick. I don't know, he man, wants, because he's he never, ever, ever, ever taken a quarterback like Trey Lance ever before or ever again. He has a type. Brock Purdy fits it. I'm just saying, man, he he loves being the micromanager, man. Does he want to go down the field? Brock Purdy goes down the field well enough. Brock Purdy moves well enough. I feel like what he wanted Trey Lance to add to this offense, Brock's adding it now, minus the uh, zone read, counter bash, blah, 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 blah. And they're scoring 35 points a game, so... I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe if Trey was in here, they'd be scoring 36 points a game. But at a certain point, you just say, "I'm, I'm grateful that we're we're so good on offense, and maybe it works." And I don't know why. Like I'm sure, I'm sure Bill Walsh would have loved to coach John Elway in the '80s, but he had Joe Montana, and it worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. I, just say thank you. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll stop working on Saturday. We'll see. Scotty B, thank you. <laughs> Ke- Kevin says, Grant, how do you feel the demand to produce lots of content? Affects the accuracy of your analysis. I don't know. I feel like my analysis is awfully inaccurate most of the time. So I don't feel like the more or the less I do, I'm usually going to be wrong. So thanks for watching. Damon Rice says, Trey Lance is suddenly becoming Mr. Irrelevant. Hey, can we stop at that Mr. Irrelevant pun? It's not clever. Rafi Campbell says, I love that Brock Purdy got Kingsbury fired (laughs) twice. (laughs) So true. So true. Chris Walker says that the trade for Lance sting less knowing that these last two uh, first rounders were 29th and high 20s or 30s this year. I mean, if Brock Purdy ends up being a franchise quarterback, they found one. Just pretend you right. gave those picks for
1: Brock. It, that, that's, exa- that's exactly the way that I just do pretend. it. If, if Because for as, as bad as the Trey Lance trade looks, you look just as good. For drafting, you know what I yeah. mean? they offset each other. They so. totally
0: offset each other. Uh yeah. I'm Mr. 99 says Lance didn't have half the weapons grant. It's true. And you know, Lance played early in the season when the offense is disjointed. When he played late in the season last year, the whole offense was clicking. He clicked. They look good. So and uh, maybe part of the reason Brock looks good is he came in so late when the offense was clicking. I asked Ayuk after the game why is the offense almost better now than earlier? And he said, you know, we really aren't good early in the season. We don't play in the in the preseason. Yeah. That's when Trey Lance was playing. He played in the preseason. No one else did. Yeah, it's a good point. Abated Impala says Brock is attempting to control the narrative, starting with the locker room. Purdy expects to go to the Super Bowl and has made efforts to get the locker room on his side. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, he's freaking smart. So did of Trey. Of Steve course. M says there's also word a world where BP gets hurt and we're back to square one. Trey. Yeah, it's football. Deontay says Brock has literally been the number one quarterback in the league statistically since Week 13. Trey has not earned a quarterback competition outside the draft. Picks for him. The one thing that kind of scares me though is it kind of feels like the Tua situation. Like, you know, look what McDaniel did with Tua. Had him as the number one quarterback in the league, but it's still Tua.
1: Tua, Tua was rated number one in almost right? everything. It's funny because that was the conversation I was having with Dolphins fans leading up to that week. They're like, "You've never seen a guy like Tua," and I'm like, "We just saw Patrick Mahomes." Like, I statistics are great. But at some point, I, like if if you put <laughs> and this is no knock on Purdy, but if you put Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, right, Joe Burrow, um Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Brock Purdy there, Brock Purdy is going last and it's not even close. I'm sorry. Right. That and and I'm not saying that maybe eventually he does earn to be in that conversation. But if you want to say, well, I took Brock Purdy first because statistics, like you look stupid.
0: True. But, I mean, a big reason why he's successful is because he's so cheap and he has a great team around him that other teams that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen can't have. Yeah. Because, well, I think Allen's making $8 million this year. Zay Torres says if it really is an open comp, I think Trey's skill set is limited in the camp setting. He needs reps as a passer. He's going to play a losing game. I just don't see how you beat out a guy who's been in the playoffs and you haven't. It just seems like a you're set up to fail. Bus 301 says, do you think the Niners are worried about the rain conditions? No. I don't. The Niners moved from uh, moved on from Joe. They can move on from Purdy. Yeah, Joe was like 35. Uh, A- Andrew Flores says, if Lance is the guy, he should win the quarterback competition. He's, if not, he needs to be the backup. You need two quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, easy peasy.
1: Yeah, I think we both agree. Keep them both. Like, there's, there's no scenario where I would trade either one. I just want to... I just like to make the conversation interesting and say, okay, well, let's flip this thing around. Like, why not have that conversation?
0: I don't think they will trade Trey Lance, but I think they should if they decide that he's the backup. If if they keep Trey Lance, they have to have a quarterback competition and almost a two-quarterback system. You can't put him on the bench for another year. You have to have serious mis- misgivings or questions about Brock and serious belief in Trey. Otherwise, if you're like, we love Brock and he's our starter, but we want Trey because you need a good backup, I don't think that, that that justifies it. I don't. I don't. I think you can get a good backup for cheaper, and you can get uh, you can sell Trey Lance before his uh, value drops lower. But we don't know how the Niners feel about Brock, and it's all going to be based on the playoffs anyway. So I guess we should just wait. Let's change the subject. Are the Niners an offensive or a defensive
1: team? Man, this is <laughs> this is so interesting because I think. When we look at the 49ers, we say the pedigree of this team is is defensive. And Pete Carroll said it also. I'm not so sure that that's what it is anymore, Grant. I, I know that this is the number one defense. But the identity of this team as a defensive team has produced zero Super Bowls. Going back to the Harbaugh era, to be real, I mean, they were a defensive team then. And it just hasn't worked out. I think this team might be turning into an offensive team right in front of our eyes because they do have a quarterback that can go out and make the throws that they need them to make. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive coach. I mean, that's what he was brought in to do was come in and score a lot of points. We've been talking about it for five years. Why don't you score more points? Why don't you score more points? And even in 2019, when they were scoring points, it seemed kind of, it seemed almost fake. There were, there was underlying things to why. That is not the case anymore. This team is just flat-out scoring points. I think that they're becoming an offensive team, and I think it's going to be the offense that is ultimately going to have to win this Super Bowl at some point because at some point, these other quarterbacks are good enough, especially in the Super Bowl, where they're going to put up a lot of points, and when that situation happens, the defense is just going to wilt. And can Brock Purdy and this offense overcome and win a shootout? That's tells me that this team is going to have to win on offense eventually, especially probably in the big game. I think this team is an offensive team, which is crazy to say.
0: It's not necessarily that they're more talented on offense, although they're very talented on offense. I think what's interesting is like the book is sort of out on the defense. There is a clear game plan as to how to attack the Niners defense and teams are sort of having, have had some success with it, even with backup quarterbacks recently. And it's, you know, go down the field. Take shots down the field. Uh, if you just dink and dunk, you're gonna lose. And so far, like that's been giving the Niners problems. Um, and it's the burden is on D'Amico to adjust. With the offense, there is no book on the Niners offense with Brock Purdy. They have the entire league on its heels and the burden is on the league to adjust. The Niners can just keep doing what they're doing on offense mm-hmm. and they have like the, the element of surprise. So, yeah, I would have to say that it's not a fluke that they keep scoring 33, 37 points. Um, and it is a bit of a concern that the Niners' defense got ran through by a 6-10 and 10 Jared Stidham. I mean, Jared Stidham looked awful the week after. He didn't look good. He looked good against the Niners, though. That was bad. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think also... I mean, just player for player, the offense might be more talented than the defense, which is crazy to think. I think there's just a lot of talent on this team all the way around, but if we just said, all right, let's go player for player, I think the defense might run out of players before the offense They're better in the
0: trenches on the defense, but, I mean, they're on the the perimeter on the offense. They're really loaded. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, Deontay says, what is the difference between Purdy and Burrow? I mean, about three bank accounts
1: five ounces and two vehicles i don't <laughs> yeah
0: i mean damn man like a little bit maybe he's mini burrow you feel, you feel he's like burrow jr mini yeah. me. mini jb i mean i i
1: think i think the difference at this point is that burrow's proven it and has gone to a super bowl with not yeah. ideal offensive line conditions it's true
0: I, I would think that actually purdy's a little quicker than burrow but burrow's bigger and has a stronger arm Mm. abu marco 23 says out there thought if brock wins the super bowl and locks in the starter role can lance be converted to another no
1: <laughs> absolutely not
0: no. absolutely not 100 no thank you for your question abu marco i'm poor says gino has zero playoff starts, same as purdy true i, I mean, don't fact trust you at way. all no justin lee says people want to act like the last game with the seahawks was close when we missed an uncharacteristic field goal and yield at the one yard line to end the game that is absolutely 100 percent true it's true yep it's true uh Bob TV, Bob TV says, why would you trade a guy that isn't a rookie contract? And in this game, you're one injury away from costing you a season. Keep them both for future runs. Um, I don't want to repeat myself and do it again, but if you want to see why I feel like it might be worthwhile <laughs> thinking about trading him, go, go yeah. back. Uh, I, I laid it out, but yeah, we don't need to do that argument again. What about RBL posse? Bay Area legends. Yeah. They made uh, the Bammer weed song, which is classic, but other than that, I didn't really like RBL Hazzy that much. I'm sorry. That's me that's me personally. Matthew Sanders says, uh, oh shit, I didn't know we had Jesse tonight. Guys, if this is the last 49ers uh, after dark of the season, cheers to you boys. Over under, we get another one this season.
1: <laughs> oh, this is not the last. They are like going to win. We'll be back next week.
0: Can you imagine the 2019 running game with Brock Purdy? Oh, that's a good point. Because they would actually have a play-action passing game to go with it.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Miguel says, "I don't see the genius who trades Lance after seeing Brock for half a season." Half a season. What happened to Wentz, Kyler Murray, Mac Jones? Every year is different. It's fair. Let's fair. Let's see what happens in the playoffs before we make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do the over under, is D'Amico Ryan's what? How can D'Amico Ryan's put the defense in the best position to succeed?
1: So I'm just trying to look at the landscape of the NFC. And what I'm seeing is a lot of big bodied fast receivers. Mm. I can look at CeeDee Lamb, I can look at AJ Brown, um, buddy over in Tampa. I don't know why I, oh Mike Evans. Jefferson he's Buddy. Buddy. Uh yeah. Jefferson, not necessarily his big body, but he's lethal. I think one thing he has to do is make sure that he protects Lenore the best he can. Some of these teams have two receivers, and that's going to be tough. But especially with the big-body guy, DK Metcalf, they need to just have Ward travel. Ward has to travel and take that big-bodied receiver. Make it easier. Because Lenore is very similar to what we saw with Ambry Thomas last year, where he's frequently in the area to make the play. Mm -hmm. He's just not tracking the ball. And when you've got a guy who is that much bigger than him, you not tracking the ball is a problem because they already are going to outjump you to most likely get it. So if you're not in great position to attack the ball and attack the hands to make that play, you're going to get beat deep frequently. They can stop all of that or most of that by just having Ward travel the way he did against DK the last time that they played. They need to do that with Evans, CD Lamb, A.J. Brown, all of them. If they face any of those teams, he has to be the guy that travels and then let Lenore get the smaller body guy who still may be fast, may be an issue and cause some problems, but it's not as big of a deal if you're not tracking the ball. That's the way I that got, I see it. I
0: like that very much. That's a great suggestion. I got another suggestion that's small. Uh, have Gibson be over the top of uh, Lenore, not a Funga. Okay. Have a safety who actually stays in his position as I opposed like that. to Hafunga. Let funga go, you know, freelance on the other side of the field where Traverius Ward is holding it down. Let Gibson hang back over the top of Lenore because you know they're gonna go deep and he's quite a good ball hawk over there. That's what I would say. I think they might have made that adjustment in the last game.
1: I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. both of those is a is a great way to protect the other side of the secondary. And I, like I think that that's the biggest you, concern. So they're
0: not gonna take shots at Traverius. you know where they're gonna take shots, so tilt your defense that way. Right. I think they did in the last game.
1: Yeah, So, although it was slow, so it's a small sample size. He
0: he was phenomenal. Steve M. says if the Niners win the Super Bowl, they should send a care package to the Panthers. They already sent them like a million draft picks. I got to send them a care package too? (laughs) Bus301 says over under 42.5 total score on Sunday.
1: Oh, that must be the uh, Vegas bet. I got under.
0: Under, wow, it's going to be like that, huh? Okay, all right. I can see that. Uh, Grant, tell you, baby mama, leave me alone. Father, (laughs) Father Tom. All right, appreciate it. Uh, All right, let's play the over under game. Uh,
1: Grant, two weeks in a row, we've tied. It's not a good way to.
0: So unsatisfying.
1: We, you know what happened is much like the 49ers, we didn't take the over under game seriously the final two weeks and we ended up tying.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we just really coasted in the. the Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It showed. It showed in our performance. Okay. Let's get a winner this week, especially for the playoffs, because it's win or go home. Offense. Does Brock Purdy throw for 220.5 passing yards?
0: Dog, you're calling me right now?
1: No, you're calling me. It says you're calling me. What is that? that? You are calling me. Grant's calling me, guys. This is a clone. What is going on? It says that I'm calling you? Yes! Yes! whoa whoa we're being hacked weird that is super weird okay well i don't know i was means. i all was right. calling to let you like hey we gotta we gotta hurry up
0: <laughs> i was like dog we're talking right now <laughs> you don't have to call me we could just get all right
1: that was really weird okay super weird that's super weird uh, 220- all right two twenty point five 220.5 passing yards for brock birdie
0: you think I'd be prepared, right? Like you sent me this 10 hours (laughs) ago. I could have figured this out. (laughs) Uh, uh, Over, under, okay. Um,
1: Over. Mm. Yeah, I'm winning this week. Uh, Under. It's a rain game. It's a rain game. Why are you calling me again, it says. Again! What is this? Let's answer and see what it does. Oh, it just ended. No, they
0: just, uh, next next time we will. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, okay. That's super creepy. Okay. I'm going to go under because it's going to be raining a ton. I expect that the 49ers are going to run the ball a lot. I'm going to take the under here.
0: I'm picking the over because I'm not sure it's going to be raining during the game, and I think it's pretty clear that the Seahawks are going to sell stop the run, and the Niners are more than willing to pass when, when teams do that. So I think we're going to try to make a statement.
1: We'll see what happens. I like it. I like yep. it. Okay. Over under 145.5 rushing yards for the offense.
0: Mm-hmm over I think they're gonna pile up a bunch of yards I
1: think they will.
0: I think over a lot of yards for the Niners
1: I don't know how many points it's a bend but don't
0: break defense over there okay
1: okay I do agree with you I think they go over here as well all right
0: yeah I'm hedging essentially over 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 yeah
1: yeah just all over I got you does Kittle get in the end zone again over under 0.5 touchdowns
0: good question good question I'm gonna say no as you're
1: calling me again
0: all right, we got to see this. All right. What? Who Hello. are you?
1: Hello? Nothing. I don't There's even hear there. you. There's no one. Wh- That's so weird. That's
0: freaking scary. Someone that is... Someone. Someone knows us both and is messing with us. Someone That's... knows us and, and, That's and it crazy. has tech. Yeah, I don't like it. That... I'm blocking
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the question?
0: Blocked. What was the question? Uh, Kittle.
1: Does he get in the end zone?
0: No, I'm going to say no. Uh, Carol's a, a good. Coach, game planner, he knows that the Niners have scored like seven touchdowns this way the last four games. You gotta double kittle in the red zone; it'll just lead to other people getting touchdowns.
1: I think he gets in the end zone again. I just think there's too many weapons, man, and him yeah. and Purdy have a great connection. I think he gets in the end zone again. So I'm gonna go over. I feel you, okay, <clears throat> Debo Samuel over under five and a half touches this game. <laughs> this one's hard. <laughs>
0: Five and a half. I feel like over, even though he shouldn't like over. They, they, it doesn't, I, they will freeze him out for quarters at a time. If he like looks at Kyle Shanahan wrong, but Debo over.
1: I'm going to go under. I mean, if, if it's over grant, then the whole conversation about what's the plan for Debo out the window, because they clearly have a plan in place. I think that there's too many mouths to feed ultimately i, I just I, yeah i'm going to go under on this one okay all right do the 49ers turn the ball over this game over under 0. 0.5 turnovers
0: over mm. rainy slippery it's the it's the seahawks uh, i think it's going to be a very physical game there could be fumbles um or interceptions just turnovers in general over
1: yeah <laughs> just turnovers in general uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go over as well. I again, if they throw an interception, I could see it being digs. Like that's what I visually could see happening. Fumble could happen with the rain as well or wet field. Yeah, I agree. Over. All right, let's go to the defensive side. Over under two and a half sacks for this defense.
0: Wow, that's the game right here, right? If it's they got less, three last week. They, they could lose. They got three last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna say over, but if it's under, the Niners have huge problems. How many times did they did they sack Geno Smith the first two times? I feel like a bunch. Maybe I'm wrong. I
1: honestly don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I know last week they got three. That's it, but Okay.
0: Over. I'm
1: going to go under. Oh, I think a, a wet field. At the very least, the field's probably gonna be sloppy. So I think that makes it really tough for the defensive line to get off. I'm gonna go under. I think they get two sacks. All right, Geno Smith over under two twenty point five passing yards. Over. Damn it. you'd say under. Yeah. They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw. I agree. They're going to go over. Yeah. They're going to go over. Okay. okay. Over under 80.5 rushing yards. Kenneth Walker, I believe, has three weeks in a row where he's gone over 100 yards. 80.5. 80. 80.
0: 80.5. Over.
1: Oh. This is going to be the game decider right here. Right here. I'm going under.
0: Hold on. Can we go back to the Geno Smith one? What, yeah, what were the sacks? What were the sacks? How, two and how and many?
1: Two, and, two and a half. What'd they get? Because
0: they got up two for the two in the first one, three in the second one. Uh, I'm going to change it to under. Oh,
1: one under. Okay. All right. We're both under on that one. All right. All right.
0: Under under, under, under.
1: Yeah. Rushing yards, you said under? Over. Or over? Okay. I'm, over. I'm going under. I'm taking the okay. under. Okay. All right. One and a half forced turnovers for the 49ers. Did they get two? Or more,
0: um, under. Was it eighty for Kenneth Walker or the Seahawks in general for
1: the just the rushing, just rushing in total? So it could come from Gino. It could okay. come from All anybody. Right, cool, 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 okay. cool.
0: All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm with that.
1: Um, you did you say under on the turnovers one and a half?
0: Under, yeah, that's a lot. I don't think they're going to force two turnovers, and even though they forced a million last week.
1: Man, I'm gonna go over. I think Gino throws one. I think they also might fumble. I'm gonna go over. Okay, okay, over under one and a half touchdowns given up by the defense. One and a
0: half over,
1: I'm going under. Okay, all right. I think we got, I think we might not tie this week. That'd be great. We might,
0: yeah, that was a good one. You stopped feel-
1: calling me, and I think we might not tie, so that's good.
0: Whoever did that. S- Grow up, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Around Town Collective says, uh, first 49ers offense in years that I have faith will score a touchdown in the red zone. What? Man, I get so many robocalls. Around Town Collective says, first 49ers offense in years that I have faith will score a touchdown in the red zone rather than settling for three. It's a pleasure to watch.
1: It is. is. I agree. It's
0: just a pleasure. Sean says the D-line needs to get pressure. Needs to get pressure, pressure. pressure if they do pressure. that, we win. If they don't, Brock Purdy will need to carry the team. Yeah, we talk about. We need that pressure, pressure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Scotty B says Andy Reid is 16 and 19 in the playoffs with McNabb, Vic, Mahomes with one Super Bowl win. Reed is five, one and done playoff appearances. Underachiever. Kyle is four and two with Jimmy. Stop the Kyle hate.
1: Gotta get a ring, man. Gotta get a ring. Who's hating Kyle?
0: We've been talking for a, an hour and twenty four. Who's hating Kyle?
1: Stop the Kyle Stop the Kyle hate. Stop the Kyle
0: hate. Why, why not use Womack instead of Lenore? Uh, because according to Ayuk, both of them are slow.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Kevin Crittenden says, have you peeked into the rabbit hole of NFL-rigged YouTube people out there thinking the game is scripted down to each and every play?
1: Wild. I've seen this. Yeah, up, you know. up into, like, it goes wild. Like, there's a magnet in the ball so they can control it if it's caught and if it's not, like, some really wild stuff. So... Yeah. Opinion on Weezer, they
0: have they have a few good songs. I mean, I'm not like throwing on the Blue Album or the Green Album and just playing it through.
1: And yeah,
0: you know, They're they're Weezer's not bad. No, we we it's everyone loves. uh, What's that song, Uh, Buddy Holly, Mm -hmm. and Say It Ain't So? Like those are two songs that most people would like if you put them on at the pub and you were you know had a few drinks and you could sing along to them. Yeah, good karaoke songs. Absolutely. Okay, that's the show.
1: Group karaoke.
0: No doubt. And so is Blink-182 if you have to say. If you have, I mean if you think about it.
1: Cuz Blink-182 oh, yeah.
0: like they were kind of like punk rock but it was definitely during the NSYNC era and it was very boy bandy. It was very it was like the poppiest pop punk band of all time and I think they played their role exquisitely. They knew they do their position. I like it.
1: And quick, I mean it's not like really a story but fun fact, the only concert I've ever been into in my life is a Blink-182 concert.
0: You've only been to one concert in your life? That's it. Yeah. Did you have a good time?
1: Yeah, no. I enjoyed it. I mean I was young, I was super young, but yeah, I did. In Portland, Travis Barker, they had him like seat belted into the the drum set and it the stage lifted upside down and they lit it on fire and he was playing the drums upside down it was pretty slick.
0: I don't understand why he got so famous and there was a, like a 10-year period where if a rap song got famous enough, there would be like a Travis Barker remix where he would oh, yeah. it. It was like, "No! Yeah. <sighs> Please no." And
1: now he's with the Kardashians.
0: Yeah, uh, it rains a lot in Seattle. Could this be an advantage for the Seahawks? It rains a lot here recently, man. I think the Niners are well-versed in precipitation. Thanks yeah. for watching. Jesse, are you streaming any more tonight?
1: Yeah, uh, in one minute. Well, probably like two minutes. I'll be live over at Last Second Sports with Sunil, who's so real.
0: He's so real.
1: Huge <laughs> Blink fan got them
0: tattooed. That's good to know. Good knowledge. <laughs> Have a great show. Have a great night, everyone. Go watch So Real, Sunil, and Jesse, who is a celebrity. Good to see you. I know I said that.